Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast, brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Holy 100. Welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. This is Milestone Episode 100, which <laughs> probably should be more like at 150, but you know, three years in, we're still here, and I have a ton to share with you guys. And you know, I, I a few weeks out, before this was thinking, oh, I should do it on Blab and I should have guests and I should do this. And, you know, just truth be told, I am not there. (laughs) Things are good. Um, But I just, uh, you know, where I'm at is where I'm at. And so this kind of sounds depressing, right? To start this way. It's not, it's not, it's all good. But I just, I'm in a chill space. And so thought what would be more helpful and more of really the truth of, of where I'm at and what's going on um, would just do a little a reflection. So today's episode is about the journey so far, uh, massive changes, and where I'm headed. And I have to tell you, as soon as I started writing this post, well, yeah, because I, I, again, I've told you guys, I usually do, not usually, I always do the show notes before I record a solo show. So I have some sense of direction since I tend to speak, (laughs) Kim speak in circular manner, um, and decided, you know, so I was doing this, but I had just finished writing an email for my friend Troy Dean's new course. It's Rockstar Empires and it's a course on courses, right? (laughs) But Troy's awesome, does everything with a ton of integrity and I'm totally going to support this launch. Not just support it, but I'm totally going to support it. Do you like that? Um, but I wrote this email, (laughs) I don't know if you guys got it or not, but I was thinking Rockstar, then I instantly, you know, do you ever do you ever track where your brain goes, like how you got to this point? So that's why I started thinking, Rockstar, what could I do with a fun email? Because I'm really enjoying doing emails, email copy, and I haven't quite gotten to emailing every day, but it's a different style of email than I used to. Anyway, so the subject line was dot, 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 might as well jump, jump, like with X, like all uppercase, and that was referencing a Van Halen song from their 1984 album. So needless to say, I had that song stuck in my head. So then I'm on this roll and I go to write this post. And for some reason, the song by the Four Seasons, Oh, what a night, you know that song? I'm not going to start singing late December back in 63, but you know, if you know that song, that's exactly where your head went, right? I have had that song stuck in my head. Um, Whatever. It just, and, and the funny thing is, so for whatever reason, um, that song pops in my head when I start thinking about reflecting back. Mind you, I was not alive in 1963. Um, and uh, Jersey Boys is an awesome musical, by the way, if you haven't seen that. But it's, I don't know about you guys, but I'm always amazed how music can transport me back to another time and place, like in seconds, right? Or change my mood. Because again, I think that song, and I instantly... Well, when I think when when I think about reflecting, I'm sorry, I think about that song. It does not matter what when I'm reflecting on a good time. I should say, like you think, oh, what a night, right? And when I was writing about uh, Troy's course and sending that email, I started thinking about Van Halen. I I instantly am transported back to high school in the '80s, and it was fun. It was a good time. Um, it it just it kind of amazes me, but you know, the beauty of music is that it can absolutely transport you, but it changes your mood, right? It'll, it'll lift your spirits. It can energize you, calm you down, or even bring you to tears. And, you know, and, and truthfully, it's because it's not just about the music for me. It's always the lyrics, right? Like I, I, I may have said this before on the episode or on the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm super, I guess I am kind of sensitive about music and I never judge what somebody likes to listen to because I really think music is personal. Sorry, I'm drinking some water here. And 
Like I'll never forget a friend I used to be, not used to, I still love them. Huey Lewis in the news. Do you guys remember them? I'm from the Bay Area. Huey's from the Bay Area, Northern California. And um, oh, you only like him because he's from here. I'm like, well, his music's kind of happy. I like Huey. <laughs> and, you know, so I really stay away from that. But but it's because of the lyrics. And, you know, I, I recently, if you guys aren't following me on Spotify. Not that I do a ton of playlists. And mind you, I share my Spotify account with my son. So there's playlists in there that are not mine. Uh, but I recently created a Spotify playlist of happy happy music, like with Disney show tunes. And then there's a couple, literally, it's all Disney music. And then there's a couple songs from Wicked. I think in a previous life, I was a Broadway star or I'm coming back next time because I love that stuff. Um, but again, let, let's come back to the why. And it's really, it's it's uh, the words, right? To the songs. And it's funny because in the email I was talking about, when I was talking about Van Halen, for those of you who are familiar or, or not, I apologize. And this is like, why are you talking about Van Halen? Um, for those of you who don't know, there were two, well, they've had a few lead singers, but the two main lead singers were David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. And I totally dig David too. But I'd have to say I probably listened to more of the music with Sammy, like Dreams and, you know, Top of the World or, um, God, what's the other one? Right here, right now, like those, it's the words behind it and it's like motivating and inspiring, right? That's, that's why I listen to certain things. Um, those are the whys behind that, right? And that was a really long introduction to my own why. And this is, it's the why of my business. And I think this is something that as entrepreneurs, we find ourselves reevaluating from time to time, and which is a good thing because unless you are the Dalai Lama, who probably has a very noble why that doesn't shift super often when it comes to business, you know, ideally your why does change because you grow, you evolve, you know, your personal life that impacts things really starts shifting it, which is sort of where I'm at right now. I mean, I'm going through some major changes in my personal life and I'm going to talk to you guys about that, but I'm selling my house. This is probably the last summer my daughter's going to be living at home. My son has started working, getting his driver's permit, and I've completely closed the door on certain aspects of my business. So as my kids start taking off in pursuit of their own dreams, my why has totally shifted. You know, when I started my business eight years ago, my kids were a huge part of my why. And on on kind of like two major reasons. One is to be here for them, right? Many of you guys know I was widowed in 2003. My kids were little. They were six and two. And so at the time, I was working full-time in retail management. And I was just like, I'm all they've got, right? I mean, I'm super blessed to have family and friends around us and everything. And so I don't mean that. But, but I was like, you know... <laughs> it's not worth it for me to be away from them because 60 plus hours a week, right? Commuting, all that kind of stuff. And so it was such a driver for me to be around for them, right? So that, because again, I was all they had. That, and then at the same time, (laughs) if you have ever worked retail, period, doesn't have to be manager. It's just not really a quality of life. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but, you know, from Thanksgiving through... New Year's, we're working six days a week long. It's just, it is a thankless job. And I hats off to anybody out there doing it. But I hit a point, I'm like, I can't do this anymore, right? So my kids were really a big part of my why. At the same time, it was that drive for something more, right? Like I would commute to work. And you guys, my first um, retail group was in the book industry for 10 years. And so that's when I really started getting into books on tape and they were literally cassette tapes. Um, and I went through all of, you know, the motivational business guys. I mean, obviously Tony Robbins went through all that stuff, but Dennis Waitley and Brian Tracy and Zig Ziglar loved Zig, like went through all of that stuff. So I was constantly putting something better into my head. And it was just like, I didn't know what else there was to do. I opened my own retail scrapbook store in 1998. Um, And if I had had more capital, I did it with a partner. If I'd had more capital, I would have went and opened multiple stores or I would have started producing something. I had some stickers produced that I created, some font stickers, um, but somebody else was producing. I didn't have a lot of control over it. So, you know, there's a lot of directions to go at that time. But again, I, my daughter was like 18 months old. Then I got pregnant with my son and we were like, this isn't worth it. 
anyways, <laughs> holy circular speak. Um, but you know, the interesting thing was, is so my why now is totally changed. My kids are still a huge part of my why, but it's more from the perspective that I want them to see that they can go for what they want, that they can have dreams. You don't have to follow the herd. You can follow your hearts. And, you know, so by living that example and them seeing me have experiences and success and failure, like, and, you know, I, I, I don't know, failure is such a, a hard word because, there's so much to be learned from everything that I just don't really, it's to me, the only time you fail, and I'm sure you guys have heard this is if you don't do anything at all. Um, but that's, so that's part of my why. But my why now is, is really, and I'm going to talk to you guys more at the end of this, but it's just, I want more ease in my life. I've ranted, and, and I think rant is probably a really good word here, about the entrepreneurial hustle. I think it's bullshit. Um, you work hard, but when you, there has to, you, you cannot sacrifice your life because I, I look back and think, well, not to be, um, what's what I'm looking for? Harsh. It's not even harsh, but sombering, you know, but I know firsthand that life is too short. My husband was 32 when he died and there were things that we did. Like we had, we had a boat and we had done all these cool things and it was fun. And you know, sometimes it was stressful, but it was like, thank God we did it. Thank God we did it. Right. And we had those memories and he lived fully when he was here. So you can't sacrifice living to get where you want. You can absolutely work hard. And the beauty though, to me is that when you're doing something you enjoy, it doesn't feel like work. Like it really doesn't, I can spend easily, I can spend four hours on a post more so if there's like a video, right? But I've really started when I like to create content. I liked, I have found a passion for writing that I didn't know existed. And, and I don't mean novels. <laughs> um, I've only, well, I've gotten a second post that I'm writing on, on uh, Medium. But, you know, it, it, the time flies when you're enjoying what you do. So uh, I'm totally getting sidetracked. So let's get back on track. <laughs> and I want to talk to you guys about the journey so far. And sort of, and, and when I'm talking about their journey so far, I mean with the podcast, right? Because this is episode 100. What has occurred within that time frame? Excuse me. So when I, deci- when I decided to launch the podcast a few years ago, I kid you not, the sole purpose was that I wanted to have some more fun. And I don't know if I've ever shared this, but like I, I literally wanted to be a motivational speaker when mm, probably early college. I was a speech major for a while. Like I spoke at my high school graduation. Um, I just, I love, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've seen speakers. Like obviously I saw a lot of authors and stuff, but like Wayne Dyer, I wanted to do what Wayne Dyer did. God bless him. Miss him. Um, not that we were buddies, but um, you, you know, it's, it's that like to be able to touch someone's life, I wanted to do that. And so that was it for the podcast and not with this, um, I would love to say that there was a bigger plan to reach the masses. It was simply that I wanted to have more fun. And I felt like who I was and how I moved through the world was something that people could enjoy and share the journey. Okay, really, that was why I did it. I don't think I had quite found my voice in my writing yet, and I was struggling with being the technician. Now, this is in my business, right? So at the time of launching the podcast... I was doing, you know, how to do this with Genesis or how to do that with WordPress. And I, I think in the direction that I'm going in, I'm going to put some, some of those fundamentals back onto the website, not with Genesis specifically, but for people using WordPress to launch a business, right? So there's going to be sort of some, um, sort of, you like that sort of some, but like more like a static, like a post, that will be a sticky post that said somebody, here's how to do this with the hosting or, you know, just a few different things totally going sideways. And I swear to God, you guys, I totally have this written out like in order. <laughs> um, but I really hadn't found my voice when I launched this. And again, I mean, in writing, like I would just do how to do this with WordPress. I didn't necessarily want to take a, a stance. Now I'm like, I don't care. If you don't like what I'm going to say, you probably wouldn't want to do business or work with me. And at the end of the day, it's okay. Like we don't all have to like everybody. No need to be nasty, which that's a whole other story. I've had some, man, you ever have one of those weeks where it's like, what the bucket? Like 
the crazies all come out of the woodwork at once, and I'll share some of those. But, um, you know, when I started my business, it was never a goal of mine to be a web developer, which I don't consider myself. I consider myself more of a consultant, but it was never to build websites for people. Never, ever, ever was that remotely at top of mind. Like it, I just fell into it sort of, um, you know, have you guys ever done those personality tests or sort of like business tests and, you know, like there's disc, like more corporate space or Myers-Briggs or whatever. Well, if you haven't done it in the links in the show notes, there is a test called the wealth dynamics test and it's by Roger Hamilton. He also created, um, Millionaire Master Plan, it's a book, but there's these, it's, it's kind of self-development along with it, but what's cool with the Wealth Dynamics Test, it is, it's like 97 bucks, but you're going to get this like 30 page report and it breaks it down into like your strengths. And it was so spot on. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. Mine was like, you want to be the star creator, right? Obviously I've got a podcast that I insist on having solo shows like this and not just guests. Um, so, but that didn't surprise me. Like as a kid, you know, I was really involved in music as a kid. I played piano for 10 years. I was in a children's chorus. Like I liked, I wanted to do this solo. I put on plays in the neighborhood. I just, the, so none of that's surprising. But what's really cool about that is that it relates it to business. And here's your strengths. Here's where you're going to succeed and here's where you don't. So it doesn't surprise me at all that the frustration and um, hitting a wall, you ever feel that like, Damn it! Every you're doing something, and and no matter how organized or or um, building a team, right? Like I've got a team of people that do this stuff now. Yet, for the most part, it's still not something that I enjoy. Which makes sense. I'm sorry again. I got this cool new water bottle, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Oh, goodness, Kim. Anyways, so it doesn't surprise me that I kept hitting these frustration and, and block and hitting this wall, you know, because it felt like to me being behind the scenes as a pair of hands was, was, well, uh, let's just lay it on the line, right? There's an ego issue involved there because that's not what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And, you know, God bless the people who that's all they want to do. And, you know, that's when, you know, like when I, um, my project manager, Allison, who it's like, look, I don't want my own business. I want to be able to do a good job, get paid for it. And, you know, I have no desire to whatever. And that's not a dig wants to do a great job and get compensated well for it. But that's the beauty, right? We need all of those people in the world. Um, and so, but, but if you find yourself feeling like it's, you've just created a job for yourself, it is time to, to ditch it. And, you know, which is kind of, well, it's not kind of, it's totally where I'm at. Um, but let's look at the last three years because while there have been frustrations, it's been an amazing th- three years. So I obviously launching this podcast was huge because, you know, and this is probably testament to detaching from things. And there's a part of me that I'm going to tell you guys right now, like I wanted to apologize if this gets a little esoteric, but my spirituality and sense of belief and faith, and I'm not going to get religious on anybody and I respect all religions. So that's my disclaimer for this. Um, But I really live my life (laughs) um, from that place. And I can tell when I get super reactive or when that younger side of myself, whose ego wants to verbally put someone in their place, when that when she shows up, like I am out of alignment. Uh, so, but the podcast, really my point is having detached from what it looked like is probably why it's lasted, succeeded. Um, and, and bar none, you guys, the best thing that has come out of doing this podcast are, are relationships. I am super, super appreciative of the amazing people that I've been able to connect with, have conversations with. Some have become good friends. Like I am so excited. And this is just a quick shout out to anybody who is in the Bay Area or in California, if you feel like trekking up to San Francisco at the end of July, Troy Dean of WP Elevation will be in the city. And so I'm like, he's like, you owe me a coffee. I said, let's have a meetup. And I'm I'm looking at getting some sponsors and having a party in the city. So just keep that in the back of your head for end of July. And I'll have a page up um, hopefully next week, like we'll pick a date 
the venue is to be determined, but let's just plan on that. Um, anyway, so the last three years, I launched an outsourcing company, uh, which I am not growing or pursuing. If I, if you are a web dev and you need help and, and you want to buy some hours, you can. It's design and development. We've got the teamwork, project management. It's pretty dialed. And I thought, oh, this is great, right? Like I had a mentor one time say, well, that's your crack, right? Like get people in that way. It's like, I don't want to manage more people, you guys. I don't want to manage more people. So it the costs are covered. I'm content with the direction. Like, you know, it may be something I drop entirely. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It it was a great experience, um, but that was also not something I ever wanted to do. But yet, when something starts paying the bills and it starts working and you see, wow, people need this, you feel like, oh, okay, I should do that. But along with doing that are X amount of salaries because people are on retainer. You've got additional expenses. And I, that's when like my project manager would do billing and, and manage these people. And we have a go-between. Between, I don't want it. I don't want it. However, I did it. <laughs> and it, it, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, I participated in a high-end mastermind for the last few years. Um, and being on the other side of it, I'll tell you, I, I still believe in masterminds, but I think there needs to be a real clear, specific, um, expectations on both sides. Right. And I have zero regrets. Truly. It was amazing. Um, I connected with amazing people who also became friends, but I mean, throughout those, that, those times, I mean, <laughs> I raced a Ferrari. I went zip lining, snorkeling in Maui, you know, ATV racing in Mexico, hot air balloon in Utah, you know, and again, connected with wonderful people. Um, and it inspired me. And I really believe that they, you know, some people come into our lives forever. Some people it's for a short period, but the growth that I experience in there, not even with my business, but to be around people who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, um, and that doesn't have to be your goal. And I don't know that that's my goal, but when you're around that, you start raising the bar on what's possible. So look at it that way. Um, you know, I got, got into paid advertising. I wasn't doing it before. I played with Google AdSense years ago, but that was to make money, right? Which I didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, but getting into Facebook advertising and, and now I'm testing a whole bunch of other stuff, but it was, it's fascinating to me. And, you know, having hired a Facebook ad agency, which I, I've spoken very highly of Jason Hornung and his team, love them to pieces. And I got such a solid understanding of direct response marketing and copy and, and how valuable those fundamentals are. And I can't recommend it enough, you guys. I don't care where you're at in your business, but if you haven't mastered some of those fundamentals, uh, go back and do it. and Or do it when you're ready, because I'll tell you, I've heard these things over and over and over and I was like, I'm not good at copy. I don't like it. And it's like, wait a minute. Once you start, I, I just, you know, that whole saying when the student's ready, the teacher appears, that's what happened for me with Jason. Um, but I have traveled more. I've probably traveled more in the past five years than I had in the previous 15, right? Went to Maui a couple times, Mexico, Scotland, France, Las Vegas. Not a fan. I, if I never go to Vegas again, it's plenty too soon. Um, uh, St. Louis, Park City, Utah. So plenty of, it, I, I do love to travel. At the same time, the amount of travel I did last year just wore me out. And you can only take in so much information and inspiration and then be able to implement, right? So when it's one thing after another, like where where's the building of that? And maybe maybe you're somebody that that is, you know, hands down, totally works for you. Didn't work for me. Um, I doubled my email list and this whole list building and so many people being afraid to sell, or I just, I'm, if you didn't get my, one of my emails last week, uh, the subject line was apparently this is what's wrong with the world because I sent out an email and I'm talking, when I'm talking about doubling my list, there is this fear of list building and people are so afraid to sell and it is what it is. You have an email list, you build it. That's how you scale a business, right? They're leads. But all of a sudden, we've become this hypersensitive, you know, culture. And I don't, well, in a way we have, <laughs> but this hypersensitive culture of, you know, we're people, we're not a list. It's like, for the love of God, do you get, it just, it makes me apeshit. And I'm not going to go down that road. 
<laughs> but I just started to. Um, but, you know, so I doubled me my email list and I started paying attention to the data and what's working, what's not and seeing, you know, like when I, it was really cool when I launched the ads with, with Jason's team because we created KPIs, key performance indicators. So I got to look at, all right, here's the cost of the program. It was for the done for you podcasting service. Here's the cost of the program. You can spend up to $10 to acquire a lead and it should be profitable. Okay. Now this is all through paid Facebook ads. And knowing that, okay, that the the landing page should be converting at 20%. It was, I think it stayed around 29%. So we, we were hitting KPIs all the way up until like the case study video. But the point is like, to look at those things and understand, like data isn't sensitive, it just is. And so when you realize, well, oh, okay, this, this headline doesn't match this. And because I see so many people launch a course or have a webinar or sell something and it doesn't work, when had you gone back, and I don't mean back to the drawing board, but there are certain pieces that may work, right? And of a funnel, of a campaign, whatever you want to call it, you know, and you guys, there are plenty of people that don't want to do funnels and all that stuff. That's great. But you got to be able to measure something to know if it's working or not. So, you you know, whatever that looks like to you, whatever you want to call it, um, just pay attention to that stuff. That's how I was able to double the list. And and through paid traffic, um, I launched the High Ticket Done For You podcasting service, which I don't think I'll be doing anymore as part of this new direction. And when I say I don't think, it's because it's the strangest thing, you guys, but website clients versus podcast clients. One views me as the expert, one views me as the grunt. And I know that's general and I'm, you know, because truthfully it's how you position yourself, right? And we all have our own perception, but it was a great experience to see there are plenty of people who will pay what you're worth. It, it just is. You, you, it's a numbers game. You have to get yourself in front of more people that that's, that's it. Um, at the same time, it is still a service. <laughs> um, I, I launched some coaching and I haven't, I haven't done it for a while, but I'm going to start it up again here. And I, I think with the coaching based on where I'm at and how much more I know, um, I, I probably wouldn't work with more than three or four people at a time just because like when I do that, like I get so invested and I get pumped and it's like, I'm one of those people that like I have to stand up on a Skype call and start walking around and I need to reserve some of that personal bandwidth for myself. Um, but I'm excited to do that again because of where I'm at and what I've learned since I launched that. I grew my team to about 12 people. Um, my daughter graduated high school and was off to college. And then my son now has only three more, you know. And it's crazy because when you look at it with your kids, so what, they're 19 and 15. Um, so 16 and 12, like that's big different. You know what I mean? It's, um, I don't know, their lives changed so much in that short period of time. I had a friend living with me for a year. Um, and more recently, <laughs> I have just, I didn't decide to sell my house. I sold my house. We're, get, we're doing a long escrow, so we'll, we'll be here for a little bit. But, um, and I'm going to explain all of that recently. But it, it went really quick. I had a feeling it would um, just because I've got a decent sized lot, single story, blah, 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 pool, whatever. And you guys, trust me, this is a suburban track home. I'm not, you know, like in some custom home, but I am close to the Bay Area. And, I was just grateful that we literally only had to show the house for a week, got multiple offers done, signed, sealed. Okay, moving on. So all of this has been a wild ride. Most of it's been amazing. Some of it's frustrating, extremely exhausting. And there have been plenty of tears and what am I doing all along the way, you guys, just point blank. It has been. Um, and the podcast, while not always as consistent as I would like it to be, has been the one constant along with this brand. So for what it's worth, it's not going anywhere. And, you know, outside of the podcast and the site, uh, there's going to be some massive changes. So let's talk about that. So again, the first thing, the first big change is, is my personal life. And the decision to sell the house has come from this decision to shift gears in my business. Um, so I probably, well, <laughs> I'm using my hands to say I should have put one here over the other, but let's just have at it. Um, and I was planning to move anyways in three years when my son graduated. And over the next three years, I want to visit like Costa Rica and Panama and Ecuador and check out those countries. I really, you guys, I'm not a high maintenance person. I am content in, you know, shorts and a tank top or when it's cold, like a sweatshirt and yoga pants. Like I don't, 
I like getting ready if I'm going to go out and meet a friend for dinner or the girls, whatever. But for the most part, that stuff, like I would rather spend money on a massage than a pair of shoes, right? Okay. Um, and it's just, it, it doesn't drive me, but like, I really want this ease. I want to live in a place that I can walk into town for breakfast and lunch or, you know, I'm a juicer. I want to be able to go to the farmer's market every day um, and not have it be a scene. <laughs> and again, I love where I've lived. It's been a great place to raise the kids and we'll probably always want a place in Northern California, but you know, and ideally I will have a partner to share this with at some point, but um, I was playing, that's kind of my goal. So over the next three years, I'm going to be visiting, but I just want more ease in my life. I'm scaling a lot back in my business. Um, my project manager uh, is, it's, it's been so much fun. Uh, and I'm actually going to probably have some client work shift directly to her, but it's like, I don't need you guys. I, my, I would say when you know, when I heard the term my nut to cover every month was at least ten thousand, you know, before, <laughs> and, and and so you're like, well, wow, that's kind of a decent living, like, and that's so you feel like it's coming in, it's going out, it's coming in, it's going out, and I just want more ease, and so part of that is to you know I don't know where we're going to be honest with you just yet, um, but. I, I may end up moving to my, my sister has a huge house, same city, literally around the corner, you know, five, six bedroom with her and her daughter. We may do that. I'm going to rent a place. I don't, I have no idea what this looks like. All I know is that I need some space right now to figure things out. And, you know, it's, it's, I want less stuff to take care of. I've got a gardener. I've got a pool guy. I had someone cleaning the house. It's like, ah, I just don't want to take care of it anymore. Um, but it's also, you know, like I said, scaling my team back. And so looking at, okay, here's where I'm at with outsourcing. And so I'm cutting back some of those retainers and, and what we're doing. But all of this comes from one big decision. More water. I should include a picture of my cute little water bottle. Although I have to tell you, the the lid's kind of annoying because it's only a screw on or off versus like a pop open or shut. Just a little side note for you. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to get away from plastic water bottles and this one is 32 ounces because those are the big Costco bottles I drink. Anyways, so my big decision is that I am done with service work. Um, you know, I've mentioned that I never got into this to do that for people. I fell in love with WordPress. Everything sort of happened organically. Um, but the problem with doing what brings you money is if you don't enjoy it is that the excitement of the work wears off quickly and the frustration builds faster, right? So it's like, here's a great example. Somebody would come to me and this is their business and they needed a website and it's like, oh my God, I get all excited, right? Well, you can do this. You could do a podcast. You could do this. Da, da, da. You know, we could change your graphics here. And like, I get into all of that and they love it and they're like so excited, but yet the scope of work includes a website, not consulting with me, <laughs> right? And so then it's like, they love me when... I'm, I'm giving free consulting, but if I step back and then I've had some crazy situations the last couple of weeks to me, which was validation, like get the hell out of this business. You know, one of those like refunded somebody half the money to make them go away. Then they dispute a deposit. PayPal found in my favor, which I knew they would, because <laughs> if you've learned nothing else doing service work, you have to keep diligent records of communication agreements, all the good stuff. So I wasn't worried about it. Sometimes, and then you know, getting a getting an email from somebody I haven't heard from in four years who was on an old reseller hosting account. Not a hello, how are you? I can't get into my site. What's the matter? I literally was like, who is this? Per- who is this person? Who is this person? Who is this person? Um, because I forgot we haven't even been billing for hosting. My fault. But it was one of those like, oh, oh, you haven't maintained and updated your site. One of I, I don't. You guys, this is why I don't do maintenance because I don't want to be tech support. Um, but. It's just like, to me, like different people popping up like this. I was like, this is such validation that we're done with this. And, you know, the, the challenge is that a large percentage of people, and I am totally generalizing. So if you're one of those people out there that, and trust me, I have had some amazing, wonderful people in my life. But most people who want a website for their business, they don't have a clue as to what's involved. And I get it. That makes sense, right? That's why they're hiring you. But they come to the project with a preconceived idea of the value of it. And so because they don't understand it and they don't see the value, then it it shouldn't cost that much or 
well, what, what do you mean we can't just get on the phone all the time? Like, you know, and so those little nuances that occur more often than not just make me crazy. And then the other flip side of that is the amount of projects that linger for months because people don't get you what you, right? They don't get you deliverables. I was talking to somebody recently who said, um, oh, this was great. I've got some fun interviews coming up for you guys too. This guy, Gordon, uh, or like, I think it was Gordon of Web Factory LTD, which <laughs> is so awesome. And they've got some awesome plugins and stuff, but have just had so much fun talking to him. But you know, where you literally even write the content for the person. I don't don't think it was Gordon. I'm sorry. But either way, somebody said, excuse me, I literally would write the content and still they wouldn't get me the last. And I get it. So something that should have taken 30, 45 days is now at six months. You're like, I need, there's there's an energy, right? That exists around these open-ended projects. Um, so, and it's frustrating. And so, you know, don't, again, don't get me wrong. I have had some awesome clients, some amazing people, and there are, you know, and I'm, I have made plenty of mistakes along the way. I'm sure I've disappointed people, pissed people off as well. I mean, I'm human too, you know, and this is what happens with client work. You're working with people. And for the most part, I like people. <laughs> but but anytime, you know, you get into this one-to-one situation and it's, here's the fascinating thing to me is that I look at, there's something about a website, right? That's tangible. You're delivering this final tangible product. Yet people will place more money on and value on coaching. That's an intangible, right? And requires them to do more of the work. It's, it's fascinating. It's funny. I was, I was sharing that story with my therapist, with Susan once. And she said, well, Kim, this is completely intangible. You've been paying, you know, what I'm sitting here talking to you. It's intangible. And I'm like, I get it. And the thing is, the value that I've gotten from investing my time and money with her, I I couldn't even put a price on it. So it's just one of those, huh, right? Remember Arsenio Hall, things that make you go, hmm. But truthfully, you guys, at the end of the day, it's simply not worth it. I I don't want to build an agency. I don't want to focus on higher price projects. There is simply not enough leverage in services. So it's time to move on. Keep in mind, I mean, we've got a few projects that I'm wrapping up um, or a client that I might continue working with. Well, no, might. I mean, we're, we're going to continue working with her um, because she's a gem, like just this lovely, lovely human being. Um, I actually have a couple of those, a couple podcast clients too. And it's, so it's like, okay, all right, that's cool. I've got the bandwidth for that. And I know that so much of this is because of where I'm at in my life, that I am getting ready to step into a new phase. And I don't say this, you know, um, for pity or empathy or anything, but, you know, I've, I've raised my kids. I've done this alone for 13 years and I'm tired. And I don't mean tired, like, oh, I just want to crawl in bed, but it's like, it's just not supposed to be this hard. And, and I don't mean like this is hard. My life is hard. I just mean, I believe that do what you love. And so, and of course there with, with all things that there's a sacrifice in that. Right. So at this point, you know, I am no more websites are done for you technical projects. So I will definitely be changing things up on the site a bit, even though like I don't have, you know, websites, but I, the podcasting has been huge. And I might do a podcast course where it's not I'm like a, like a low end podcast course. And I don't mean quality. I mean, price point, because so many things out there are either monthly memberships that are like a hundred bucks a month and you really need to or there's so much content in there, or, you know, it's a couple thousand dollars for eight weeks, and there's so much focus on the technical. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, the technical is such a tiny piece of the podcast. Um, one of these days I'm going to film myself doing just a solo show because I've got my hand up and I was squinting my eyes like teeny tiny. <laughs> um, but the technical is, is the small piece. It's the content, it's the promotion, it's the engagement, the relationships. And so that really is what makes or breaks a podcast. But everything out there is like, well, this is the mixer and this is the mic and this is the software. And it's like, eh, well, and that's just my two cents. But so I'm excited. Services are behind me. All right. So where are we going now? Right. A whole bunch of crazy stuff going on. Where are we at? Ooh. Okay. I was just checking time. So I'm really excited about this next chapter. So first of all, for the WordPress check, um, I have 
new copy for, for my about page, for the coaching page. We're tweaking the homepage. This is all um, with my amazing, brilliant friend, Christine Sheehy, uh, which if you guys need help finding your voice in your own business, she's, she's the one. And I can't tell you <laughs> necessarily how you can work with Christine. She is a brilliant copywriter, author, but really is able to help people find their voice in their own writing and how they represent their brand. So I'll have a link to Christine in the show notes too. But she has just been brilliant and a gem at at (laughs) nailing my voice on stuff. So I'm tweaking some content on the site so that I can, so that the site supports the the direction I'm heading in. So first I actually have a Thrive opt-in funnel course that I'm releasing next week. And it's, it's how to create your Thrive opt-in funnel from start to finish. So there's videos step-by-step on how to use the Thrive Visual Builder or Content Builder, Visual Editor, whichever you want to call it, uh, and Thrive Leads. And there's email copy, there's templates, and then I've got a bonus template in there. It's not priced, you guys. It's like 67 bucks. But so I'm going to put that up because I, I heart Thrive. Uh, they just released their ultimatum plugin, which is where... Did I even explain the crazy email I got about the apparently this is what's wrong with the world? Yeah. So I was sharing Thrive has created a scarcity plugin. It's called Thrive Ultimatum. And what it does is um, you can create like a countdown timer, right? Which you've seen those before, but this is different because you can actually create a campaign. So as an example, the plugin, depending on when you're listening to this, it is... I had to look at the calendar. It's June 4th. I think the 50% off sale ends June 6th. So if you're listening to this beyond that, I'm sorry. Um, not being flippant, but I apologize <laughs> that I didn't get this out to you sooner. Um, it's only quick sale for for a week here for the launch. But but what you can do is so you can create a campaign. And so you create either a ribbon on the top or the bottom or side. And I'm sure they'll have more stuff coming out with this just based on all of the way they market and their products. And you guys, these guys create content. They show you how to test their tools and stuff. I, I just, I love them. And I'm going to have Shane back on the show quickly. Um, but, so I, I'm supporting this promotion, right? But because of campaign, you can say, all right, this ends in 48 hours. Then you can add another step so that the countdown says, you've only got six hours to go. You've only got two hours to go. You can create additional steps within that campaign. It's it's really powerful. Anyway, so I'm supporting it. I love their stuff. I use it all the time. And the subject line was something about how-to video with scarcity. Somebody emails me back and says, is this a joke? Really? You're promoting scarcity? If you're not, this is what's wrong with the world. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And this happened to be after I got the crazy um, claim with PayPal, which I knew they'd find in my favor, but that also meant I had to go, you know, supply like eight uh, documents of evidence and stuff, which I did. It was fine. Um, But I was pissed. (laughs) And not that somebody would say this, but I just don't get the sensitivities with this stuff. You know, if here's a great example, and I apologize if you don't have, if you're listening in another part of the world, um, but like a Costco, right? You go to Costco and you better get it today because it probably won't be here in two weeks. The retail company I worked for was Home Goods, and for those of you who love Home Goods, I still love me some Home Goods. TJX is a great corporation, and but you know that if you go in there, you better get it because it won't be here. That's how off price. It's called off price retail. That's how it works. Anytime you participate in a sale, do you go to Black Friday? Which, God bless you, but I think Black Friday is more about what's wrong with the world. Uh, I just mean in the sense that, well, I just I worked retail. You'll never ever ever catch me out shopping Thanksgiving weekend. Um, but you know, so all of these things, scarcity marketing and sales and this, why do you think FOMO fear of missing out even exists? And all of this is basic human psychology. You guys, it's not some, you know, ulterior motive of the advertising industry. This is people respond to this, right? It's, it's again, it's basic psychology. Read the power of influence by Robert Cialdini, psychology of influence, excuse me. But So I just was like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, But either way, that was a huge circular side note that I could spit out my snarkiness (laughs) because um, I showed it in an email too. So clearly it struck a nerve with me because it's frustrating when you feel like, well, the goal is to provide value and connect and have fun with people. You know, so why? So then somebody gets super sensitive when you're marketing, which the truth is it's going to happen. There's no way that everybody 
that maybe subscribe to me. Like I've seen people unsubscribing and I was like, Oh, like somebody I kind of knew. And I was like, well, actually they probably subscribe when I was really into Genesis and, and I don't talk about that stuff anymore. I don't write about it. I'm not interested in writing about it or creating tutorials. Um, so I get it. But so the thrive funnel is coming out. Um, but what I need to do then is there's going to be some changes on the site. Not, I'm not redoing the theme that's still new and I'm happy with it, but sections, right? Like a really good start here. I want to get some of the fundamentals back up with, look, here's hosting, here's, you know, themes, whatever that kind of stuff. And then, but I'm doing it more from the perspective of partnership. I interviewed, um, a great gal last week named Chloe Thomas and the podcast is coming. She has a website called e-commerce master plan. Chloe has been in the e-commerce space for a long time. So instead of me trying to go teach a bunch of how to use this plugin or how to do this, because the thing is, if you want to use WooCommerce, go to Bob WP. If you want to learn, you know, easy digital downloads. I don't know who specifically teaches that, but you can go to their site and their blog. But for me, there's that piece that you can you can set up the tool, but you need to know how to market, right? So my point is I, I want to pull in more partnerships and like real good, real, really, <laughs> I can't even talk. It's, it's time to wind this down. Really good resources on the site. So, you know, having, it's, it's you know, it's been fun, you guys, is I've, after firing um, the the PayPal claim client, we'll just say that. Um, after that was said and done, it was like, I cannot tell you the relief that flooded into my life, the time. And so having that removed and knowing that the the last few people we're working with and one might be on one is probably gonna be ongoing. But really from that piece, it's like all of a sudden I have time again, right? To create content, courses, tutorials, whatever I want. Um, but but part of my goal with the site is to monetize it in a much more strategic way. With the amount of visitors that I get, my my focus has to be on conversions and creating content that helps me go in the right direction. Because the site, I'm not interested in blogging just to blog. You guys, I, I need to put food on the table, right? So there will be, so kind of the direction here with this site, it's going to be affiliate marketing. Um, I don't think I'm going to be doing native content ads. So native advertising, that's a whole other thing. And I'll, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But so really through this site, it's going to be through products, affiliate marketing. Um, and that's probably it. Oh, and sponsorship. Hello. I've got a new sponsor for the podcast coming in July. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, holy moly. And I almost forgot this one. Do you see? See how my brain works? Um, I don't know if I ever share with you guys. My daughter said to me once, she goes, you know, with the way you talk, she said, when you get older, it's going to be really hard to understand you. <laughs> oh, so funny. But I actually have a plugin I am collaborating with, um, collaborating on with Gordon Orlick of Web Factory LTD. And you'll hear his interview um, and the direction they're going in and stuff. But hopefully it'll be fall. And I'm pumped about it because it's going to solve a problem. And yeah, I'm, I'm just going to tease. That's it. <laughs> um, so that's it. So here's sort of the new arena that I'm going in, and that is creating income outside of the brand. And I have to tell you, if anybody is starting an online business today, the brand strategy is the marathon, without a doubt. Um, so if you want to to have a brand, whether it's you or like a, a company or an agency, however you want to look at that, just that takes time, right? And especially since there's that much more, oh my God, I sucked at the time. I have to go change to go to a party. This is funny. Um, but because that takes so much time, it is, you know, it's not as easy to create revenue and income from the brand right away because you're building an audience, you're building a list, all of those things, right? And so that's sort of the arena I'm stepping into. And now that I've got time to do this, I'm pretty excited. So that direction is CPA marketing. I told you guys I've tested some of affiliate marketing outside of the brand because I can, I'm going to tell you guys this too. I will never promote anything on the WordPress chick that I don't use. I haven't tested. And the thing is, I can't put everything on the site. So it doesn't mean I'm the fact that I choose not to use something on the site doesn't mean it's not a quality plugin or a product or an app or whatever, right? It's just as much as I love me some plugins, I don't need 200 in the site, right? Um, so just know that. But I will not ever promote something, again, that I haven't 
tested that I'm not using. It's not someone I know. It's always, so just know that. Okay. Um, so with that, but the other side of this outside of the brand is that I can do affiliate marketing through paid traffic and test it. E-commerce. Uh, I've got a niche site and I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about that. Um, and possibly fulfilled by Amazon. Obviously I can't do all of these things at once, but this is the direction I'm going in because like I said, my goal is ease. I don't want to be working eight to 12 hours a day. I will have some long days, no doubt, while I'm building all of this. Um, But I see sort of the light at the end of the tunnel because I know this stuff works. It's all data-driven. And so I'm really excited to be stepping into that. And um, I'll be launching my first campaign next week, and I'm going to share the results as well. I What's fascinating about this industry, I'm going to tell you guys, is that people are, I want to say cryptic, but obviously I'm not going to say... Let me pick something. Um, okay, this, this lovely water bottle I keep bragging about. Let's say I had a, a campaign running selling this water bottle. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> the name of the product, the keywords, what I'm bidding on, right? Like, so all of those things, because so that is one thing that's fascinating with this space is that like people are just out there doing it, making money, right? They're, they're really not, there's ways to do it, but you're not going to get you know, the 11 ways I was able to convert this water bottle, you know, I was able to go from $30 in sales to $260 a day or whatever. Like you're not going to get that inside scoop. It tends to stay on the surface level, the the generic level. Um, But either way, just know that, so I'll be launching the first campaign next week and sharing in the results of that as well. Um, I am close to launching a a niche site that's going to be monetized through a, th- a few different channels. And I think with the niche site, I'll share it here. Um, I, yeah, I, I gotta, I might have to get some advice on that because I would like to share the, the pro- I, I think it just makes sense. I will. Um, and you can look at the site right now. It's, it's not official. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to give it out yet till it's done. We've got content in it. It's ready to go. I've got the lead magnet. We're working on a funnel. But what I've done is I've created a Facebook page and I was I was paying for clicks to get an audience so we could start seeing what's been working. So it's almost at like 4,000 likes. And I'll tell you the interest, the interesting thing about a niche space and paid traffic versus like this brand with a WordPress check cost per click, right? Is and, and again, you don't need a ton of likes. Hear me out. Like I would not recommend necessarily, you know, creating these massive um, like campaigns just to get to you know hundreds of thousands of likes or anything. You don't need to. But I was doing it because one thing I've heard over and over is that no matter what you're doing with paid traffic initially, you're paying for data. So the cool thing is on the niche site, one I was getting eight cent clicks, eight cent likes, which you think I'll do that all day long, right? It is, but it makes more sense now that we're at about 4,000 likes to run lead gen ads and to pay per lead so that we're building a list, right? So now that we know, because I'll tell you, we've gotten very clear data on what people want and what converts better because of the content we've been sharing. So that's been awesome. So I will share all that Um that's just going to be blog posts and a series or whatever. Um, and then the other thing is I will be launching a podcast with, within this space. So the last episode I did was with uh, Giancarlo Braza and Gianni and I met uh, a couple years ago in the, in the mastermind we were in. And, um, you know, Gianni and I have been talking and if you haven't heard it, and I'm going to tell you guys again, this sounds so hypey and impossible. Johnny was on welfare two years ago. His company is on track to hit eight figures and literally two years ago. And so I'm fascinated by it. And and so we connected again. I interviewed him. He wants to do a podcast. So I have sort of joined their team. I'll be producing the podcast. I get to do the interviews. When I say get to, it's because I feel like I'm getting paid to learn, which is so fun. And so... I will share what's working for me and, and that the podcast is called clicks into cash because that's what these guys do. It's all CPA. It's all affiliate marketing. It's FBA. It's, it's, you know, it's really understanding. And I'm going to tell you the biggest game changer is learning paid traffic, whatever that looks like for you. I think I had shared on a previous episode also that I had joined a forum called stack that money, which I'm going to cancel. It's, it's awesome, but it's sort of like, you know, walking into (laughs) 
the Library of Congress and someone saying, okay, go learn about the government. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't even know if that's a relevant analogy, but it's just the forum is great. There's content, there's, there's, but it's like, where do you start? So anyways, um, I am working with, with those guys and I'm excited to get the podcast launched and it's, it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to be, I get to interview somebody who is an expert at buying Google traffic, somebody who's an expert at Bing, somebody who's an expert at native ads. If you're not familiar with native ads, those are anytime you go to a site, like think about like Buzzfeed or something, right? And so it looks almost like content, but it's a sponsored buy. So those are native ads, right? So they look like native content. Um, so I'm excited about that. I've already had, we've, I'm, we're getting the first 10 episodes knocked out. I've already got two interviews done. It's, it's going to be really, really fun. So we'll be launching in a couple of weeks. And I'm excited about this next space because one, I love to learn. And I, I, I just want to get something, like I'm having fun. I understand copy and traffic and those things are fun to me now. There was a time when they totally were not. And when I started my business, I thought I was going to make a ton of money with Google AdSense on sites. But if you don't know how to send traffic, you're not going to make money on anything. Um, so at the end of the day, you know why the change? It's, it's simple. It's just time. It's, it's really time. It, I think it's where I'm at in my life. And I love creating content. I like writing. I, I see myself writing a book. I want to share and engage more. But I want to do it without the pressure of the income attached to it. And I have to tell you, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure detaching from what the income looks like will inevitably just increase the income. It's not detaching again, right? It's time for me to show up for myself. Um, you know, I'd wanted to launch a community, just show up. I, I don't have the personal bandwidth, you guys. I just don't. Um, and I will say it again. I love connecting with people. I'm surprised when people just say, hey, let's not, I, I will hop on Skype, you guys. I do it all the time. Um, but, you know, th- the episode I did a few back of cash about cash flow and gurus, I think cash flow should be everyone's priority in business first. And I don't mean that like it's all about the money. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I think back, like, what, did, what if I had looked at monetizing the WordPress chick with some great hosting tutorials or something when I started this eight years ago? Like, that could have just been the consistent recurring, recurring, recurring. It does not have to be something you go and do that you hate, but find something that you do that you can support, promote, recommend. It doesn't matter what it is, you guys. Start a podcast, find a sponsor. You know, all of it takes work, but getting the cash flow in that's consistent allows you to pursue the passions. And, you know, keep it, I, I get it that this is my perception. Maybe this is my money story, my shit, right? <laughs> Excuse me. But your ideas about this may be totally different. But I can say without a doubt that I think most people would agree that when the money is flowing, you bring a much better energy to everything you do. I've said it plenty of times again, and it's just I'm tired of the hustle. So I'm, it, it's, it's simple, right? Like, I just, I want to earn a great living. And I'm going to tell you it, which I actually have been earning a great living. I'm not complaining. And it's not to acquire more stuff because I am tired of taking care of stuff. Again, I think this is sort of one of those natural uh, progressions of life, right? That when you're young and you want, you want the house and you want the stuff and you get the kids and, and I'm being very stereotypical of the quote unquote American dream here. Um, But then all of a sudden, you know, that was taken away and it's like, what do I really want? And now, um, and don't get me wrong, you guys, I still like nice, nice, nice stuff. Um, my screensaver is my Audi Q5 I want to get next year and had an Audi before. I love it. So yeah, simple, right? So that's it. But um, it's just, I want to connect with great people. I want to spend more time with family and friends. I like traveling. I want to make good money and I want to enjoy what I do. Like, really? I know that sounds like I, well, actually, I don't know what it sounds like. That's totally up to you <laughs> to what it sounds like, right? To me, it's simple. Um, and at the end of the day, you guys, I am scared. I'm totally scared because there's a ton of unknowns. But I have to tell you that I'm way more excited that I'm scared. So that is, that's a wrap for episode 100. And there's just been a lot going on in my life. And I felt like having sort of like a fireside chat, even though it's like, you know, 90 degrees outside, would be just more in alignment with where I'm at than like a, Hey, let's have a party. Let's have guests and all that stuff. Um, but again, there is going to be a party in San Francisco. So would love to see you there. 
uh, I will get that page up. And you guys, I love you tons. Thank you so much for all of the support. Uh, reviews, comments, tweets, whatever you've done. And, and simply, and if you've done none of it, just thanks for listening. It means the world to me. So here is to, uh, you know, I don't see now, I don't have a crystal ball, but I don't see ever walking away from this brand. I love it. I have fun. I have a ton of fun with it. Um, but you never know. You just never know, right? Um, as always, thanks so much for listening, you guys. Um, wouldn't be here without you. Have a fabulous day. If you haven't, I'd love a review on iTunes. And give me some feedback on this episode or you know the things I talked about. Do you want to know more about affiliate marketing with a brand? Do you want to know more about traffic sources? You know, Tell me what you want to hear more of because I'll share it more on the site, right? Like I create tutorials and content based on what I'm enjoying, but if there's something you want more of that I also will enjoy because as much as I, I, I love everything, like... I don't have any desire to go back to the Genesis tutorial stuff. God bless them. Love the, love the themes and everything still, but I, I don't want to do that stuff anymore. But if with everything I've shared with you, there's something more you want to hear about, let me know. As always, guys, I'm going to say as always four more times because I think I've already said it three. <laughs> have an awesome day. Thanks so much.